From Manhattan Associates, this is Nucleus of Innovation, the retail and supply chain podcast where we tackle some of the most important topics in the industry and learn how leaders from around the world are managing their supply chain challenges every day. Today's podcast comes from you from the land of the rising sun and is hosted by me, James Kanamash, with guest commentary from Nahide Takatani, the Managing Director for Japan and Korea at Manhattan Associates. I'd like to give you a quick reminder to all our listeners that we've adjusted our podcast series recently as we focus on the impacts and outcomes of COVID-19. As we focus on manufacturers, distributors and supply chains will be affected in the short and longer term, we'll be bringing you this short form of our regular podcast. Please forgive any audio discrepancies as everyone on today's podcast is adhering to lockdown measures and just like you, we're all working from home. And I think we all know from time to time, Wi-Fi can be a bit temperamental. Tak, thanks for joining us today. We're, we're super excited. We're stoked to have you on the podcast. With the state of COVID-19 changing so rapidly in each and every country around the world, you all have unique stories to tell. It's great to be hearing from our international colleagues about what they're seeing in their local countries. I think it's fair to say that Japan has been maybe a little slower to roll out social distancing and lockdown measures than many other parts of the world. But as untraceable cases soar over the last five days, Japan is extending its state of emergency protocols nationwide. Tak, what does this mean exactly? And what does everyday life and business in Japan now look like? Hi, thank you, James. Um, Very happy to be part of this podcast. Yeah, so uh, what's happening here, let me just uh, explain to you, maybe starting from how people are working. Uh, Actually, people are suggested to work from home and uh, schools in Tokyo, Metroplex, and also almost nationwide are closed until uh, May 6th. This is uh, after Golden Week holidays. And uh, traffic of people um, has dropped significantly. Maybe I would say over 70% in major shopping districts, like I'm sure... Those who have visited Tokyo, you know, places like Shibuya, Harajuku, Roppongi, Ginza, Ueno, Akihabara. But however, uh, on weekends, uh, we are seeing an increasing number of uh, people visiting nearby parks and stores in uh, surrounding areas. And uh, the latest figure, uh, more than 11,000 cases have been identified. This is as of April 20th. And new cases are being discovered at the rate of uh, close to 550 per day nationwide. And people say that uh, more cases will be found as the number of PCR tests currently at 115,000 increases. Entertainment, uh, sports, uh, amusement, meeting, and uh, exhibition and commercial facilities are all closed. But uh, public transportation, um, including trains, buses, and taxi cabs, are still in service as before COVID-19 breakout. And uh, the current law does not allow the government to lock down any city or enforce businesses to suspend their activities or services. Only up to 72 hours, um, the local government can enforce lockdown. So almost lockdown is impossible here. So that's, that's the current situation, James. Okay, so so the 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 state is doing what it what it can at the moment. I suppose one of the only pluses to take from that is that it's um it's a lot easier to get a seat on the uh, on on the Tokyo Metro at the moment. Yeah, that is correct. Yes, much 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 easier and less crowded now. Great, thank you. So 
What is the impact that COVID-19 is having on the, on the retail sector specifically and, and maybe the wider business landscape in Japan? So uh, uh, stores that carry non-basic necessities are requested to either close or operate under shorter business hours. Retailers are being directly impacted by COVID-19. And uh, government subsidies are available for retailers who have responded to this uh, suspension request. And, uh, but however, uh, as people are spending more time at home, furniture and home goods retailers are seeing high demand in kitchenware and storage goods. So that's the overall trend in the retail sector. And while the business landscape in Japan, especially the automotive industry, had been hit a lot because of the supply chain being dependent so much on imports from other countries, including China. And do you, do you think that there are particular industries that will have been fundamentally changed as a result of COVID-19 when the virus uh, is, has disappeared? No, not, not much yet. Um, we've uh, kind of uh, seen the uh, change, uh, the very, very gra- gradual change, in, especially like, uh, you know, f- food service uh, restaurants, right? Those restaurants have started to do home delivery, which, were they, which earlier they were not doing. So those type of changes you see, a lot of uh, delivery uh, to home type of services, they've ex- expanded. And most of, the, most of the grocery stores have also started doing that as well. So, the, so you see a lot of uh, delivery service being used, and. Uh, which is, which is also in high demand. Great. That's the same in the UK as well. And I think for a, a lot of places in Europe, those are one of the, 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 one of the areas of, of, of certainly the restaurant sector, which is adapted nicely. In, in the UK particularly, we have witnessed a wave of, of uh, panic buying from toilet paper and dried pasta to self-raising flour, canned food. And if you can believe it, even custard powder. Um, have you... Have you noticed, has there been um, this kind of mass hysteria and panic buying in, uh, in Japan? And, and how are supply chain models faring un- under this pressure? Yeah, so panic buying of like things like products like a face masks, hand sanitizers, toilet paper, tissue paper, and instant food was witnessed uh, when COVID-19 cases have uh, started to increase, in, uh, especially in neighboring countries, countries including China. And... Uh, the problem there was people were selling their surplus inventory online through e-commerce and auction sites, causing more goods to be delivered by courier services. So we, we actually saw that. But after the government made an announcement mentioning that there are sufficient supplies of these items and they will, be, they will ban online reselling of face masks, uh, people seem to have become more sensible. That's good to hear. And, and, and what, does your, what does your cupboard at home look like at the moment? So I still have uh, not enough uh, inventory of some of these items. So um, I'm still trying to buy it, buy them online, <laughs> and a lot of things will be uh, yeah, delivered from China, as we as we uh, so much depend on you know imports. Well, that's good to hear. You, you, at least you you won't be going hungry. <laughs> right, right. So how how are key industries like like healthcare? You mentioned that that figure, that daily increase earlier, and the number of overall cases in Japan. How, how are those industries like healthcare and grocery managing at the moment? So, grocery, convenience, drugstores are operating in normal business hours as they uh, provide, uh, you know, basic necessities, um, uh, and they, they are still tr- uh, doing uh, quite okay with uh, with their supply chain. Um, uh, the shelves are not really empty yet, um, you know. Except for the first uh, few months, uh, where 
when when the uh, COVID uh, uh, broke. But uh, yeah, and uh, as I said, mentioned earlier, the, the home delivery services are in high demand, so therefore there are less uh, customers in stores. But uh, the you know the the product supply hasn't has not yet stopped yet, so not much today in uh, in the supplies. Are there any mass movements in Japan? Certainly in in Europe, we have we've witnessed really really great collective community initiatives like Clap for Carers in the UK and in Italy, they uh, the residents of of the large cities sing from their windows and balconies. Are the Japanese public recognizing the efforts of of key workers such as warehouse folk, uh, grocery teams, and and doctors and nurses? Well, we see uh, some YouTubers do something similar to that, and also some artists, uh, comedians, athletes, and other well-known figures um, initiating a chain of message on social network, Twitter, Facebook, Line, um, recognizing the efforts of the workers who support healthcare and also supply chain. We think we've, uh, I've observed that. So it sounds to me like, as most things, Japan is is embracing the digital side of things, maybe more so than we are in Europe. Right, that is correct. Because you know, we we are you know generally quite quite shy, right? We don't we don't really go out and you know talk about things uh, in public. We're not really used to that, so we, we are more digital, you know, than being being physical, physically outside. That's good. I'm I'm going to find those YouTubers and uh, and, and give them some give them some love. We're, we're approaching the sixth week of lockdown in the UK, and for parts of Southern Europe, this is this is much longer. Across Europe, we're beginning to see measures to lift certain restrictions, and there has been a, a lot of press coverage over the last fortnight focusing on plans for governments looking to resume business as usual. In, in your opinion, and what you're seeing, what's the next step for supply chains and Japan as a country in general? So I feel that, um, especially supply chain in Japan, right? I think they really need to uh, rethink on uh, that way that it's been uh, processing and also the way that the, the design itself, right? I, I think they really need to revisit the supply chain itself to make it more resilient, robust, and less uh, cost conscious, but, but more uh, BCP conscious. I think that's what we they really need to do. In certain areas, they are really suffering, you know, as, as I mentioned. Uh, Automotive industry, especially, right? It's so much dependent on uh, you know imports from 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 other countries. So they really need to change the way they they've been uh, they've they've structured the supply chain. So that that I don't I would say they need to really change. And also, uh, since a lot of things are in the, especially in the logistics fields are still uh, people dependent, right? Especially workers in the warehouse. There's still a lot of people there uh, handling um, uh, <coughs> handling goods and. Uh, uh, supporting the material handling uh, part of work, and uh, I think they really need to think of a way to reduce the uh, the, the workforce there by uh, introducing uh, uh, technologies such as IoT, uh, automation, uh, artificial intelligence. I think they really need to start doing that, and also modernize the technology as well, especially the platform that they already have, which was actually uh, built long time back uh, using a component-based architecture, which is not extensible enough for them to really make any changes in a, in a short period of, time, period of time. Great, great. Well, it'll be interesting to see, especially with regards to the, the AI and the IoT points that you mentioned. If there's any country in the world which is which is ready to adopt those sorts of technological changes, it's, it's got to be Japan, right? Right, right. Exactly. Super. So 
that's that's the end of the podcast. I'd like to say thank you for joining us and, and sharing your insights on the Japanese market. Tack, they've been really insightful, really interesting. No, no, thank you. Thank you for, you for the opportunity. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. Well, we'll certainly talk again soon, I'm sure. And, and thank you also to our listeners as well. If you'd like to take part as a guest in any upcoming episodes, please feel free to drop us a DM via our Twitter handle, at News. And if you enjoyed today's pod, be sure to give us a like on your iTunes too. Until next time, it's Sayonara from TAC. Sayonara. And it's goodbye from me. Take care, everyone. Until next time.